0: The Money Show. Small business. Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator with us tonight on our small business focus brought to you by Retail Capital, South Africa's largest non-bank SME financier. Um you We're at an event this week that's showing off, I think, with people um, and and seeing people face to face, eye to eye, if not being able to see their teeth because they were invariably covered with masks. Um, But this notion amongst many people in small business who just go to your Pavlo, 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 I'm fed up of having to create a team. I'm fed up of having to manage people. You know what? Things happen better when I just do them myself. It is the disease of the startup entrepreneur,
1: I think. It is very much so. At not only the startup entrepreneur, Bruce. In fact, with the startup entrepreneur, um, they're happier to take on people far quicker and far more enthusiastically than the the mid-tier entrepreneur. And what disturbed me about this is this particular event um, was with mid-tier businesses. So these were the businesses that were established um, you know, they're sitting with teams of 20 up to about 100-odd people per se. And um, uh, this one individual turns around and says to me, he says, you know, I've just gotten to it now where if you want something done properly, and he looked at me and I looked at him, and then he nudged his spectacles down his nose to look at me again because I wasn't getting it. He said, then you've got to do it yourself. And that's the biggest lot of hooey I've ever heard in my life. If your intention is to build a business that will grow, generate income for you, for those financial advisors that you were talking about earlier, to invest for you, and if you want to build a business that ultimately can be sold, to add to that retirement, that those financial investors would invest for you. If you want to get that right in your business career, you need people
0: absolute fact and maybe but surely you do understand the frustration of some people who um you know maybe they're prepared to pay or maybe they're just not any good at training or maybe they're not that good at communicating what it is that they expect of people who work with them or for them um and they actually just are more comfortable operating in their own space in their own skin at their own pace because they know it and they know it well. And I know that it goes against the, everything it, that, you know, is about building a business. But you've got to have some empathy with the geniuses um,
1: that sometimes exist but, but simply can't manage others. It's, it's not about the geniuses that exist. You know, it, it's fascinating because we don't have great stats in South Africa. It's re, it's, it's one of the fundamental problems with understanding our economy. Um And and we get attached to one or two stats that we do have, and we try and build an entire policy or strategy around it. And, And I think it fails this country again and again and again and again. However, in developed economies, if you don't have proper stats, you can't set proper policy. And if you don't set proper policy, Bruce, you get voted out. So in developed economies... Because they also are able to increase regulation and they've got more and more and more businesses in their regulatory nets. You know, this idea of running a, a, an informal business on a cash no vat basis, et cetera, et cetera, very hard to do across Europe or the UK or the US where they've got GST. So you get proper stats there. Listen to this 31 million businesses in the United States of America, 12 and a half million of them employ more than one people. Twelve and a half million employ more than one person across the UK. Six million businesses and two hundred and eighty thousand employ more than one person. So the idea that you've shaped out over here, where you don't want to employ people and you're quite happy going and doing your own thing and generating them, that's well and good. But it's not a business. That's a job. And that's something that will never be able to grow beyond a certain level, and it's certainly something that you'll never be able to exit and sell for a capital gain, which is a significant part of your wealth creation journey as a business owner. So the absolute fact is this. If you're building a business, and let's define a business as something that can grow over a period of time, grow beyond you, and ultimately grow into an asset that can be sold for a capital gain 10, 20, 30 years from now. You cannot grow a business without, it, without people. You cannot grow a business without people who aren't part of a team and organized into a team. And then the third thing is you cannot grow a business without people organized into a team where you prevent delegating responsibility to that team for fear that they're going to mess it up or not get it right. And you have to get your head beyond those three things if you are serious about building a business, because otherwise, honestly, you just have a very, very expensive job.
0: I wonder how many people who sit and they've created the widget and the widget now needs to be sold. And the d- widget needs a sales team. It needs a marketing team. Um, it needs a bookkeeper. It needs a all sorts of people. Um, and it, it needs a strategist and somebody who can think beyond yeah, you know, the great engineer who created the widget, um, and people I think are intimidated by by hiring because they do feel that loss of control. They do feel that this baby that they've created is not going to be something that they can manage directly themselves in perpetuity. And it, I think, it's fear more than anything else that holds people back.
1: Well, it's fear, but you know what? That fear is often guided by, um, and I really. I hope I, well, I'm going to offend some people with saying this, but that fear is guided by small-mindedness. You know, if if you've created a widget and you really believe that that widget is the best thing since sliced bread, and you believe that that widget can make a difference in the world, if you believe that that widget can add to the benefits and gains of society at large, either by improving the lives of your customers, which if you're not doing, you're not in business, or creating employment, which you don't build the business to do, But you create employment if you have a good widget that's having an impact in the world in and around you. And if you're not motivated to create some form of of wealth around all the risk that you're going to face in building a business, then I would argue you're not thinking right in relation to a business. Because if you want to build something that's going to grow beyond you, then by all means, understand this, that as you grow over time, there are about six or seven different stages where not only do you get further and further and further away from the widget, Bruce, but you get further and further and further away from dealing with customers who, when they are shown the widget, experience excitement and validate your thinking and and, and your, your creativity. So it does get frustrating as you move further and further away from the cold face. You also do lose control as you move further and further away from the coal face. But if you're not moving away from the coal face, you don't have a business. You have a job. Uh, and one
0: looks at it, and I'm sure that if you asked people, um, and if you said to anybody who ran a business, whether they're a one-man band or a, a two-person organization or 10 people, and you said to them, would you like to grow? I'm sure most people would like to grow. I don't think people by nature want to stagnate and, and become atrophied and not have the prospect of, of, of doing better over time or serving more customers or, or growing their enterprise.
1: Completely. But you know what's always interesting? because we've So over the years, I've run a number of surveys um, with, with business owners in a particular size and space and stage of their life cycle. So classically established businesses uh, that would be doing anywhere upwards from 5 million a year to about 20 odd million a year, 30 odd million a year. And depending on the circumstances of the economy, depending on the circumstances in their lives, it's interesting to see how firstly people's minds change because circumstances do change minds. But on average across now, we've done this for about five years, Bruce. On average, the the numbers sit at around 88% of the businesses we've spoken to want to grow. But here's the interesting thing. Of those, and we ask a series of questions, 95.2% of them had staff, employees, that were completely unaware of the growth strategy of that business. So that frustration where if you want something done properly, do it yourself. (laughs) Well, who's who's at fault here? If your people don't understand what you are doing and what your strategy is and where you want to go, and they're not performing in a manner that, as far as you're concerned, demonstrates that they're aligned to you, how they meant to understand where you want to go, how they meant to understand the growth strategy. A growth strategy needs to be decided, it needs to be defined, and then it needs to be led. And a huge part of leadership is communication. It's about how you get your team on board and motivated and excited about a future that you want to create for the business in which they themselves can also see an exciting future and wealth creation path. How many… That communication is vital.
0: How many of the people that you talk to, Pablo, and you you meet them for the first time, um, and, they say, and you say, do you want to grow? And they say, of course I want to grow. And they say, how many people do you want to employ? And they say, well, I up as few as possible. Thank you very much. Uh, and then they say, you say to them, so what is your growth strategy? And they say, well, I want to sell more widgets. And they said, no, no, that's what you want to do. What is your strategy? And they say, well, I want to take these widgets and I want to sell more of them because they don't. To actually, have a cooking clue what they're doing themselves. They've made the widget. They've got the thing. It's changing the world in you know, one widget at a time, but they actually don't know themselves what they want to do or or how to do it. Um, and you know, I don't think yeah, you know, I think you could read a thousand books on the subject, and it's, you still won't know necessarily how to grow a an enterprise, a business, to bring people okay. on board and to to develop the. System uh, that is required yeah. to make it all work without your persistent intervention. Um, and I think it's just an inadequacy problem in in the in the mind of the owner.
1: Yeah. Well, you get caught in the weeds. You know, when you're building that widget, and you've built that widget, and you've driven that widget out to market, and you've serviced the widget, and you've brought people on board who who've let you down, and suppliers have let you down, and customers have let you down, and if you want something done do it yourself that mindset keeps you square and center in the daily and weekly and monthly operational activities of the business and Bruce it has nothing to do with education it has nothing to do with intelligence it has nothing to do with ambition when we get caught in the engine room in the kitchen in the weeds of a business whatever expression you want to use It becomes very hard to see the wood for the trees. It becomes very hard to get a perspective on growth. And where you're 100% right is most will argue I either need to build a better widget or I need to make more of them. And that is not a growth strategy. That's an intention to increase momentum and velocity. It has zero, zip, nada, nothing useful to do with growth. And that's certainly as a mindset does not help you get the right people on board. And when you do spend money to get the right people on board, it doesn't help you transfer know-how and capability. And when you do transfer know-how and capability, it doesn't make them accountable if you don't delegate. Those are the elements you've got got to get right if you want to grow beyond your capacity, whether it be at 5 million, 10 million, 15 million a year. And at 5, 10, 15 million a year in today's world, in today's economy, Bruce, with respect, sounds like a great number, but you're a survivalist business.
0: Pavlo Fatidis, Auric Business Accelerator. Tough love from Pavlo this evening.